Welcome back to another Pack Tonight of Impact Education Week. This is episode 109. I'm your host, Isaac Lee Fryer. Tonight's challenges are Shelly, Alan Anderson, and Kendrick Bullard. Kendrick Bullard, please say hello to the people. With love in my heart and affection towards you, hello, people. Hello. And Shelly, Alan Anderson, please say hello to the people. Hello. How's everyone? Awesomeness. Well, tonight's topic is 100 and Beyond Anti-Bullying Campaign, Taking My Life Back. What does the phrase, taking my life back, really mean to someone who has or is facing a bully or a life-changing episode? In the world of film, everything in cinema had both good and evil characters. The strange case of Dr. Jekyll and... Mr. Hyde is a gothic novella by Scottish author Robert Louis Stevenson. First published in 1886. The work is also known as The Strange Case of Jekyll Hyde, Dr. Hyde, and Mr. Hyde. Simply, Jekyll and Hyde. It is about a London legal practitioner named Gabriel John Utterson who investigates strange occurrences between his old friend, Dr. Henry Jekyll, and the evil Edward Hyde. The novella's impact is such that it has become a part of the language which the vernacular phrase Jekyll and Hyde referring to persons with an unpredictably dual nature outwardly good but sometimes shockingly a bit evil we can all see the differences between these two characters and in most cases people see themselves and their life as good or bad without any shades of gray in between. If they make a mistake, well, they feel as though everything is ruined and that their life is over. Nevertheless, there are some ways to begin to have more control over your life and the way you see your best self in the future. Tonight, we will have a powerful and fun but serious conversation with the topic 100 and Beyond Anti-Bullying Campaign Taking My Life Back Listen we got KB back in the house KB please tell us again to this audience and let us know what this topic means to you sir Taking My Life Back what comes to mind when you hear that phrase uh, for me, it's about being able to understand that the person really, I, I got to flip it on you. We got to change the wording. Taking our life back is technically a, a phrase that allows us to know that your life is always in our hands. We just have to execute. I shouldn't say execute. That's probably a military term, but we just got to be able to know that uh, it's about us being able to affect the change internally instead of externally. Taking the life back 
should be changed to a uh, somebody I already have, but I just got to be able to get what I want from my life all the time. And we can show them how to do it. Absolutely. Thank you for that, uh, KB. That was Kenny Bullet, by the way. Uh, always uh, caliber uh, moments. Uh, I love the way you uh, just take off with a question and ask and just give us, you know, a, a good, a good uh, response. And, and you always do those those double hitters and those double headers when you respond. And, you know, I want to go to Shelly uh, Anderson. So, so good to have you back on the podcast. Please, again, you know, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. I know you got a lot going on out there in Washington, D.C., but just give us a little bit. Uh, what, what you got going on, Karen? Um, I'm still in D.C. I am a principal um, at a middle school. I am in a doctoral program at Howard University, and um, I'm also working with Vision and Lifestyle Media. Um, and we do a lot of work um, with empowering women um, of all ethnicities, but um, particularly women of color, um, to live their authentic best lives. Dr. Anderson, when I, when I speak to you, a few words come to mind. One is empowerment. Uh, you always, always, uh, whenever you speak, I always feel that spirit of empowerment. I also feel that, that spirit of, I would say, uh, capability, because you're very capable, uh, especially in the realm of your expertise uh, and, you know, and with your talents and your different skill levels and, and that you're a, a very accomplished uh, as, you know, just in your life um, as a homemaker and also as an educator. And with that being said, my question for you, and I would like for you to kind of, uh, you know, just let us walk with you and, and let us um, see how you how you see things, right, from your perspective. And uh, with that being said, as an educator, as an educator, how do you ensure your goals match your purpose and could you then describe how, because you're a busy person, how you manage to love yourself in the process of pouring out to so many other people on a consecutive basis? You're always pouring out. You're always giving. You're also a giver. That's another word I forgot to mention. You're a giver. Even now, you're giving us your time. And so... Um, and why is this so important for the listeners to understand? Why is it so important for them to understand it? Despite all the goals that you're doing, right? Despite all the purposeful things you're doing, to always love yourself in the process. What, what could you, could we walk with you and explain that to us, please? Yeah, I think um, to, to start off, when you are, living um, in your purpose when you are um, living a purpose-built life, it's something that um, you feel good about. Um, it doesn't mean that every day is necessarily good, but um, you feel a sense of worth. Um, you, you feel um, validated. Um, you feel valued. And that's something that is difficult to fake. Um, it's not something that comes from money. It's a sense of purpose that you're really doing what you were created or destined to do. Um, and so 
for me, there's there's nothing else like it. It can be difficult because, as you said, you are always giving and you can't pour from an empty cup. But you have to remember that um, before you can give to anybody else, you have to make sure that you are filling yourself up. So constantly um, refreshing, feeding yourself um, physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, making sure that you are healthy so that way you can continue to sustain yourself in the work. I think that is so important. Um, and also to remember that um, self-love, you know, has to be your your um, has to be your base for how you treat others. If you can't treat yourself well, you'll never really be able to treat anyone else well. Um, and so you have to practice. You have to model in how you treat yourself. Um, how you wish to treat others, how you want others to act around you. All of that has to be, especially like with children, um, you're modeling for them how you want them to treat themselves, how you want them to treat each other. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. And, you know, I want you to talk about filling up because you have to, you have, to have mentors. You are a mentor. You're pouring out. But when you get empty, kind of show the audience your secrets. <clears throat> like for me, you know, I got many fill-up stations, right, that I go, I, I talk to certain people as it relates to their expertise in a certain field. If I want to get, if, if I need to be fueled um, from an educational standpoint, well, then I'll call my doctor friends. If I want to get uh, fueled up from a health and wellness standpoint and working out, I'll call like KB, who's on with us now. Uh, and so it's, it's like, how? what is your process of fueling up, uh, especially during those challenging seasons in your life that everyone experiences, right? So could you kind of share with us, you know, who are your mentors? You don't have to give us the name, but, uh, you know, who do you seek counsel from? Yeah, um, I, really, I really try to dwell in spaces of positivity. Um, I try to be careful about, um, the energy that I'm around, um, from people, um, what I take in in my environment, um, the food that I eat, I mean, the music that I listen to, um, my surroundings, my environment, um, if you're in my office space, for example, I have a lot of crystals in my office space um, because I'm very sensitive to positive vibration. Um, and I want to make sure that I have um, surrounded myself with positivity um, and things that will help me um, be at my best self. Um, and so that's something that, you know, I, um, I say affirmations. Um, to myself, to my son, um, to um, the people that I work closely with. Um, you know, we, we um, I have essential oils. I mean, you name it. <laughs> um, I just really try to um, create environments and spaces um, that promote positivity um, for all of your senses, um, for all of your chakras. Um, so that way... You know, it, it gives not just uh, me, but also everyone around me the best chance of 
um, being at their their most peaceful, their most productive. Um, and so that's something that I, I just believe in firmly. Um, and, you know, it's not that you can, you cannot keep from um, any contact with negativity, um, but you can um, put yourself in a position to where when you encounter negativity, um, you're, you're in the space to be able to deal with it. Um, and it's not something that, that takes over. Um, you're able to instead um, deal with it in a way that's rational and logical um, and not in a way that totally overwhelms um, your entire being or psyche. Dr. Shelley Anderson, thank you so much again for your, uh, for your comments, and thank you so much for adding so much to this podcast. I'm coming back to you. Don't you go anywhere, please. Um, but, KV, let me go back to you. So I, I talked about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and how they have those two uh, different personalities in that same person, right? They got There's the good side, then there's the bad side. So it's like you either get on his good side or you get on his bad side, right? And so what is your superpower, right? And how how do you use that power to speak, to speak truth, to think truth, to eat truth, and to interact and interact with others so that, you know, you balance that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde personality that's in us all. That's in us all. I think it's healthy to be upset sometimes because I mean I think I think someone is happy all the time I think there's something wrong with that right someone's smiling all the time something serious happened and you're smiling no no I, I don't I, I think it's healthy to have those different personalities but they have to be balanced right they have to be balanced and so we all like Dr. Shelley was saying she likes her environment to give her positive experiences internally and externally in those different layers. But what happens when, you know, it's a rainy day? So how, so what is your superpower, KB, and how do you use that power to speak, to think, to eat, and to just socially interact? What other people? That's my question for you. Well, uh, well, the short answer is that my superpowers are compassion and love, and I apply them daily. And I focus on imagining how I can impact everybody's world at the same time, all the time. Now, again, you uh, you did mention. Look, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying you're. Incorrect for the things that I do because there's definitely something wrong with me because I'm always happy and I will always be full of the energy because I know how to be able to manage my chakras. That's the first thing. She talked about uh, our uh, our good doctor talked about the fact that you have to be able. She she mentioned the chakra centers and I talked about that too. 
But that's a huge dynamic that we all have to be able to to liberate ourselves with those chakra centers that are affected that are affected both directly and indirectly by our thoughts and the things that happen with us. Now, for me, it's about being able to to be able to identify the specifics. Actually, the specific needs of the person. That's what I do. That's what I do well. Now, yeah, energy centers matter because when you're happy, when you're happy, and the reason I'm always happy is I've chosen to keep my, my those energy centers working in a good manner all the time. That's, that's the wealth and health. That's actually the wealth and health that we have. Now, the other thing is here. Listen, I'll tell you what I, I do on a regular basis. Daily and, uh, uh, matter of fact, yesterday we had a community gentleman who, uh, I hate to call people homeless because I know that at some point he's going to, they get the opportunity to have a home. And if they don't want it, that's their choice. But I'm going to do everything I can to make them feel good about themselves. I'm going to feed them, and if they need Money, I won't get that to him. Feed him and give him water. And now I'm sitting in front of a store, and I allow this gentleman. Uh, he said, technically, I owed him some money, and I knew I didn't. But I created boundaries within myself to allow him to be that voice for about 15 minutes. And he didn't want to talk in front of everybody. And I was like, look, I'm open to having this conversation with you. And I said that to him. Now, uh, again, uh, he, he was angry. But I gave him a vo- I mean, I allowed him to to uh, strain his vocal, vocal cords, knowing that I was in my full energetic power all the time. And I was not going to allow him to affect those chakra centers or vibrational centers or whatever you want to call it. Those are the systems that we activate all the time to to keep our joy, to keep our happiness, to keep that level of compassion. So at the end of the story, I knew he was going to tie himself up before I tied out. But I just had to get him to know uh, uh, that my joy affects him more so than his issue affected, affected me. And he apologized to me today. It happens all the time. But if you show a little bit of, if you show a lot of your good side, people tend to to change their direction on the things that are necessary uh, to create joy in their life. Now, uh, did I give him the money? Absolutely not, because I knew he didn't. I didn't know him, but he knew he needed that money. Now he just happened to be a, I mean he was going through some struggles he you know we've had enough of a uh, personal relationship now to where you know he was going to tie himself out vocally before I did because my joy is always high uh, I we everybody whether you understand this part or not we were all connected to a level of divine presence and because of that he was able to apologize and think it through. I gave him a couple of days to think about it. Now, uh, every time he comes in that store, 
I go out of my way to speak to him still. And he'll tell me to, to high-five and take off his mask and other stuff, too. But the key for me is to be able to, to, be able to meet people halfway or even all the way without inciting any kind of negativity on him. You know, because, again, it's just a matter of men making certain that they have a voice and a platform to be able to tire themselves out when they hit that vibrational wall of negativity. When we believe in ourselves, everything else happens like like roses. Like roses grow. Okay, but Katie, let me ask you this. And I appreciate that. I really do. You're always transparent. You're always honest. This topic tonight is anti-bullying, 100 Beyond Anti-Bullying Campaign, Taking My Life Back. What would you say? What did you say? <clears throat> or what would you say? To those those people out there, those students out there, right? What would you say to them after they've been emotionally wounded? What would you tell what would you say to those people that have been emotionally wounded? Right? Because in a lot of cases, not most cases, in a lot of cases, hurt people hurt people, right? Wounded people can get bitter, right? And you will see them morphosizing or turning into this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and it can lead to bullying. All because this person was hurt by someone. It could have been someone that they knew, it could have been someone that they loved. It, doesn't, it, it, it has many different layers. What would you say to them? I had a homeless gentleman start by my house. I mean, I have another homeless gentleman who comes by here, and I literally had to tell him several times, I just need you to look in the sky and believe in yourself. I don't care if you believe in it. If you're an atheist, you got to be able to He didn't say he was atheist, but I was just trying to get him to understand that he can heal himself right now by just believing that he can heal himself. In other words, if we believe in ourselves, things take over, and that that allows us to be healers that we are. Uh, and for me, it's about being able to tackle, well, I shouldn't even say tackle, I'm sorry. Keep that person vibrational range high. And in other words, Pump him full of a bunch of sunshine, because that's what I did. I do it, I do it every day. And if they want to fuss and fight, don't fight with me. Uh, eventually, I'll catch them, and I'll pump them full of a whole bunch of sunshine again to the point where they're going to understand that I'm just as much of a light as you are. And I'm not going away. My light will continue to shine, but the inner work comes in all of us realizing that we have more power than uh, we give ourselves. I'm talking about personal, spiritual, and physical power. So, Kevin, be honest. You don't have you don't have a kryptonite. I mean, I, I, I know you have superpowers, but do you have no kryptonite? Uh, the kryptonite is my. Uh, if I was to say that I had a kryptonite, 
It is my lack of belief in myself. That's not kryptonite. That's a strength. What we have to do is re, kind of reset the things, kind of redo the things that, uh, reword the things that we actually uh, affect change. So if you believe in kryptonite, why can't you believe in yourself? Everybody has the same superpower. We just have to be, I shouldn't say all of them. Everybody has the ability to create superpowers. But I definitely wouldn't call it kryptonite because, again, when you when you know who you are and where we came from, it's easy to be around these people and to be able to get them to understand that they're just important, just as important as the next person. But the other thing is, uh, you know, I don't even want to talk about the kryptonite as much as I'm going to talk about what really. Uh, and still has changed. The universe responds to all of us individually. So the bigger for me is being able to get the person to laugh about the stuff that they're going through. Now, the other pieces, uh, one of the things I know, one of the things that I've been able to experience uh, is uh, I was homeless for about a week. And, you know, my son knows that. My son knows that. But that week taught me had to be overly empathetic and use that as a tool to affect change in the people that I was I was talking to. Did I know I was, what I was doing? Probably not, because I wasn't. I wasn't fully aware of myself. But the fact that I was able to induce change in the people that were around me, and I got to a low point. We all do it. We all get to that point where we. You know, we dive lower than that. That that small education of being homeless taught me uh, that we're infinite. You know, both of you have been very transparent tonight. You know, as as I've been listening to the both of you, because I started off with with a character from a movie, right? And there, there's so many characters. And I mean, there's so many action figures. Uh, you know, when I, when I think of KB, uh, in a lot of instances, I see him as, I see him as Superman, a type of Superman. That's why I asked him what's his superpower. Because he's always doing stuff for people. And, but Shelly, I see you as Wonder Woman, right? And so with that being said, you have a heart for humanity. And you're very compassionate. Yet, experiences, your experiences or the lack of them, have, I would say, enabled you or empowered you. I don't know how it happened, but it motivated you. Your experiences motivated you to be the world champion you are today. Now, I want you to be straight up. How did you get to this point? That's my question. Um, I'm a firm believer that the energy that you give out is what you receive. Um, And so everything that I've um, ever given, I've been blessed um, to get it back tenfold. Um, And... 
that's that's just the truth. I mean, um, it doesn't always come back at the time that you think it would. Um, it usually is, it comes back in surprising ways, but um, it's always amazing um, and a blessing. And so I try to keep that in mind whenever I'm not in the best mood. Um, to continue to, to give freely, um, to, to give positivity, to help others, to lift others up, because um, I know to be true, what I know to be true is that um, what you give out um, will come back to you. It is um, a law of the universe, and it has definitely been um, defining principle for my life. Thank you again for your transparency. Listen, we are out of time. But before we go, what are the takeaways for tonight? Who wants to go first? Believe in yourself. Everything happens for your motivation, from your perspective, but it also comes through you and to you. And what that means is your dreams, you lay out your dreams just like we talked about from a universal perspective it's all about being able to know that god's got you and we got you too we have to have to hold each other's hand and we have to be able to do that inner work and that's that's, that's the the the, the, uh, the real question you know who are we but but you have to be able to believe in yourself that the things that you want and the level of reality that we have will be there. Um, I mean, I agree with definitely everything that's been said, um, but I would I would just um, reiterate um, just being conscientious about um what what you're giving forth, what you're giving out to others, um, because it um, definitely will find its way back to you. Um, and so, you know, that's a that's a principle that's mentioned in the Bible. Um, that's um, you know, I am part of the law of attraction. I mean, but um, in so many different ways, um, what you what you sow, you will reap. Um, and so, you know, I think it's just a reminder for all of us to make sure that we're sowing um, positive fruits because um, that's going to determine what we get back. Wisdom. That was slamming. That was slamming. Our guests tonight were Dr. Shelley, Allen Anderson, and Kendra Bullard. Good night. <laughs>